Okay, so are you ready to roll? I am, I am. Inside the gold mine, you're such a guide to all things wild and wonderful in the world of cult entertainment. Tonight, we're giving you another one of our catch up shows. New and improved Third Eye Cinema Weird Scenes Network, now on Podbean. It depends how you're wrecking these things. So technically, it would be the third week of the new seasons, and but you know we have these coronavirus specials, and I guess this is kind of another one. But this would actually be the fourth of those because there was one where it was a very long intro to our uh, Donald Pleasance show that uh, we decided to release early as one of these just to just tie you guys over. Because it has been many months since we've actually done an air to show. Speaking of which, the Donald Pleasant Show two-parter, which is inordinately long, <laughs> has the first half is entirely edited and ready to roll. The second half, I have... It was split into two parts. We had a, a sound check issue in the middle, and uh, that is all edited and ready to roll. The trick is the other half, so... When it gets closer to being done, then uh, I'll start putting out the first part and then, you know, run the other one shortly after that. And in the meantime, I'm going to have this to listen to because it won't require much, if any, editing whatsoever. Just so you know that we're still out there. Still love you. And we're still working on these things, slowly yeah, but surely. Yeah. We recorded those back in October, I see, by the uh, Skype logs. Yes. And I was like, wow, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Definitely has. So that's what this is all about, just so that we can kind of catch up with life, the universe, and everything. It's been a hell of a ride just in terms of the world situation over the last, what's it been, four months, five months? That feels like years. (laughs) Let's put it that way, since October. Oh, yeah. Well, it's mid-January now, so, yeah, it's it's probably five months. Wow, shit. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We've been on on a a whirly gig of a ride, man. Uh... (laughs) Tell me about that. Uh, the world has gotten even more topsy-turvy, more fucked up than we could ever imagine. Um, with the coronavirus, um, they've been telling us, they've been warning us. I'm guilty of one of these people that go out occasionally, but but be that as it may, I mean, those, those people who actually know me in person and follow me on Facebook, you'll know I'll, I'll go out occasionally, but when I do... I'm in a place where I'm not going there. Y'all, you know, like, if I, I... We we went, actually, early fall. It was The fall came early this year. It was like, really? It was colder than it is now. And I went with my friend to the spot. He said, oh, I read good things about a councilman who goes there. Who the fuck cares about that? It's like, good spot. <laughs> and we went, walked in the door, and it was packed. I'm like, he goes, no, but there's a backyard. I'm like, it's 22 out. Mm-hmm. So they had these, uh, you know, these uh, free, almost every outdoors, outdoor spot, that bar or restaurant has these uh, burners, you know. Yeah. And they're kind of like, I don't know if, if any, if people don't know what I'm talking about, they're like these freestanding pipe things. I guess they get them at Home Depot or wherever, they're industrial looking. Right. And they're sort of umbrella-like, but the top partitions emitting uh, this flame that heats up and, you know, it's supposed to emanate down. No, 
If you're sitting <laughs> right under it, possibly it's a bit warmer. But even if you're at a round table, just you and one other person, whoever that person is, it's still fucking cold. <laughs> and, and yo, this is uh, yo, this. So the, the issue. So the issue is with the pandemic. Yo, well, you got all across this country people. This is going to lead into our big thing, I'm sure, coming up. People, <laughs> people going against their local state governments. Mm-hmm. You close this down. I don't give a shit about this. I want to go to a bar. I want to eat. <laughs> I want to go to church. <laughs> I want to go to church. I, mean, I got to see church. my extended family for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Oh, my I God. know the church people I know aren't going to listen to this, so I got a lot to say about that, too. So, mm-hmm. so... Yo, there's this, and and there's been rallies, and 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 this led up to the mini insurrection when they caught these fuckers. Mm-hmm. They were gonna kidnap and possibly behead the uh, governor of what was it, Michigan? Michigan, yep, yeah, Christine Whitmer. Christine Whitmer, and probably do other things to other people from Michigan. I'm like, what? So, yeah. and you know what has happened because he's like, the virus is it real? The virus. Then he caught the virus, the fat fuck. But mm-hmm. Yo, know, and, and I've spoken to well-learned friends of mine, older people who've been around longer than you and I, and they've seen things. And where we might have been kids during the TLN of the Nixon era, mm-hmm. these people were pretty much adults, you know, right. or right. young adults. And so they remember things more more distinctly. And they're like, hey, let me tell you something. This this is the way it is. You know, and, and they said they never seen anything like this. Yeah. This is crazy. I mean, if you want to go back with something that was like this in terms of a disease and horrible spread, you have to go back to the turn of the century when we had that horrible cholera slash influenza outbreak, and it was uncontrolled, and it was killing people. People were like being stacked up with bodies in morgues, and they didn't even have rooms in morgues. They're just kind of laying there in piles. Being mm-hmm. waiting to be taken away and buried or whatever, you know. But this is like we're talking about typhoid Mary. That's the that's the era. This is crazy. We should not have to be facing this in this era of you know supposedly everybody's got healthcare, <laughs> easy cures to just about everything. TB, all those, the things that used to kill us off easily, polio. Well, it's starting to come back, but you know. The the, the distinct thing about this particular virus, because I'm not going to call it a flu. They did initially, but it's a virus. Yeah. Is and why it's killing the older people or the people with serious health issues more so than like you or me who we probably do have health issues but ours may not be as severe as others. Right. Is is that if you're over sixty five or seventy, boom, you know it's gonna be a little tougher. Yeah, because if, it sets your entire body off into inflammation. And right. Everybody always goes on about oh, a little bit of inflammation here, a little bit of inflammation there, it brings all kinds of problems: cancer, diabetes, God knows what. So if you're going to be your entire body's going into high inflammation mode and staying there, yeah. you know that's not easy to get out of. No, no, I, and you know, it's, and it's leaving after effects that people that didn't even figure this out yet. They're seeing it happening, but they haven't collated all the data and said, okay, this is what happens afterwards. But people are having neurological problems, people are having heart problems, liver problems, and you know, young people, and they're just stuck with it. They don't know what the hell to do. It's I already have heart problems and liver problems. <laughs> That's all that drinking, buddy. <laughs> well, you know, this is the other thing. I'm not the only guy. You know, more and more and more I'm talking to people, not too often, mind you. And this is an aside. You know, we're, we're trapped in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. There are people who will, will, will put in quotations, lucky to be working from home because they still have a job. 
Right. So a lot of people out of work. A lot of people out of work. The Trump administration has been really ignoring that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people out of work because of the pandemic. I mean, number one, because of the pandemic. Uh, businesses closed, especially restaurants, bars, um, mm-hmm. any kind of service or type of businesses. People out of work. Law firms dropping people. Everybody's dropping people. Yep. So if, if you aren't working from home, consider yourself lucky for now. You don't know. But here's the deal. Everybody's working from home. Now, we were just saying a moment ago before I got into this mini thing, is that a lot of people say, yeah, you know, hey, you used to drink like one martini a month in the Manhattan every two months to say, well, this is good. I recommend this. Now you're fucking killing a bottle a week. Yeah. And it ain't me. I mean, I'm saying that to them. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, well, it's just like, you know, my wife is one of these people that needs to be outdoors all the time. And she's like, you know, more of a, believe it or not, you know, for, I wouldn't call her this normally, but she's more of a social butterfly than I ever was. <laughs> you know, I'm practically a misanthrope. I'm perfectly happy just, you know, fuck it, put me in my dungeon, leave me my stuff, and I'm good. But you got to get out, though. That's the thing, though. You got to, you know, I ain't like that to a point, but you got to get out. Yeah, to some extent, but she's well, like really, you know, yeah. this is what she needs, and we can't do it. I'm like, well, what are we gonna do? You gonna visit friends? No. You gonna go eat out? No. You gotta go. Uh, I don't know what. You know, the, the most you can get is walking around a park or something. There's really nothing. You- what you could do, I mean, I know some people that have done this. I know some people that got in their car, mm-hmm. walked the place in Pennsylvania or upstate New York, these mm-hmm. tiny podunk towns. Where, you know, they also checked online, like, what the ratio was for the COVID. Right. And, you know, so you stay in a hotel. You can go, like, Hershey Park or whatever, something like that. And you can go to a little place for dinner. And you feel, like, some sort of semblance of life. You know, like, you're, like, you're the only people in the whole place. Or there might be four of you, you know? Right. So I know people that have been doing this because it's just, you you get itchy. You know, you just. That's what it is. You know, you, you start to go bananas. For me and a lot of others, I can't speak for everyone, but, you know, back to that working from home thing, you know, be it whatever company you're doing it for. A lot of IT people really are doing it right now. That's what's keeping everything afloat is my hours used to be seven, became eight. I've been putting in some 10 hour days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no shit. And and so for me, the, <laughs> the urge to get out, it's like, eh, I can't get out. So, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you, know, you get a lunch break, but it's that goes on the wayside when you know mm-hmm. you're putting in a you know ten hour day. You know? Sure. You know, I get to listen to music. Uh, I try not to have film distractions because it's hard to do that when you're working. But but I do a lot of music. You know, listen to. You know, can't play as much. You know, and then when your day is over, your brain is shot. Mm-hmm. You know, it comes to the thing when people say, "Why are you tired?" Hello. <laughs> True. So, so back to all this, you know, the the effects on people. Now, there's the effects monetarily. Yeah. People are afraid to go out shopping, so they're ordering in food from places that still deliver. Yeah, the places that still exist, because that's the other thing. You have no choices anymore, because everybody's closing down. Or they're bulk ordering food from from uh, the big places that will deliver, mm-hmm. or they're wrapping themselves up as best they can, getting into the car. And doing like a huge shot for the month, trying to do that once a month, knock it out. Mm-hmm. 
But, you know, that's eating into the wallets. And, you know, as, as, we, as we said before, a lot of people are out of work. And don't forget, the prices are astronomical now because they, they don't need to have sales, so they don't. They don't need to go and give you any kind of discounts because they've got no competition. So it's just even stupid shit. It's like double and triple in price. So just to go get what you normally got that might have cost you, you know, 40 bucks, it's probably costing you like 75 now. I would agree with that. Yes, totally. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's bad. No, and then we right. got these people going fucking around with these checks and say, oh, we don't need to give you this much or we'll give you the, like this much next month. Or don't. Okay, I get it. He had said originally some crap about we're going to go and give you, uh, make those checks 2000 bucks that McConnell gives 600 bucks for. Mm. But, you know, really? Is that really going to be enough? And then how many times are you going to get these through before with the Republican opposition and everything else? Mm. Couldn't you just say, look, we're going to give you $2,000 checks, fuck it? <laughs> I mean, I get it, but I, it's also like, this is not enough for people to get by. No, no, no. And, you know, it's McConnell and, and the Republicans. They just were yeah. doing that, you know, saying, no, we, we can't afford more than $600. Do you have an idea? $600 is nothing. These people who are having trouble paying their rent. And they put through the special three martini lunch thing, so they're all getting covered. So yes. like, okay, more and more for the rich, less and less for the rest of us. Like, really? We did not make this up. Yeah, this, it was a three martini thing worked into that last thing. So, you know, in comes Joe Biden, which a lot of people have been saying shit about Joe Biden. But you know what? Yeah. He's been okay lately. He's been awake. He's been, to my knowledge, from, from my own first-hand knowledge of watching these things live he's been doing. I just happen to be catching him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he seems more forceful, more awake. They're probably shooting him up or whatever to make <laughs> sure he looks good. Um, yeah, Okay. You want to give us, you know, a $1,400 check? You want to give us a $2,000 check? Yeah. The opposition is less strident as it was yes. before when they wanted to give, what was it, 1200 uh, $1, and then we only got six? Yep. The opposition is less strident, especially after the thing we're going to discuss in a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so there's all this stuff going on. So getting back to the pandemic, though, it's 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 a, we just touched upon, you know, who it's affecting the worst. Now, you know, if you, if you really have to go somewhere, you don't have a car, you got Uber and Lyft. I've seen firsthand these guys are doing pretty good. You know, they, I've seen guys with plexiglass, plastic, you know, it's, you know, in between them and you. So they're, they're trying. And don't forget, I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know if you watch a lot of uh, area news here in New York. I don't know how the rest of the country is. Mm. But there's been all these weird assaults lately where people on scooters are smashing their scooters into drivers just passing by. People in lifts are getting the shit kicked out of them for no reason. Uh, You know, old folks will be coming out of their hotel or wherever the hell they're living and have somebody go and beat on them and beat them to a pulp. And it's for no reason. It's crazy. There's guys shoving people into subway third rails. And there's a lot of this. It's not like, okay, this is normal 1970s New York things are crazy now this is worse so well, something's going on out there something is going on out there and and, and so it's going to tie into what we're going to discuss probably probably about 30 minutes worth <laughs> uh, where the backlash from from the remaining pussy republicans in the mm-hmm. senate is stuff like oh it's antifa and black lives matter okay, stop this just stop oh my it. god you know just now, before we get watch, to that whole big thing the lies the lies. Now, if you watch CNN, the last two nights, somebody infiltrated them. I guess he wore a MAGA hat, and he was using a cell phone, and he was working for, I you know, CNN or somebody. So he actually captured stuff. They ran it unedited, unedited, language and all. And you could see what these guys were saying. Well, fucking here for Trump. Well, fucking here for Trump. 
So there you go right there. There's no way out of it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The lies have got to stop. These fucking Republicans that you're probably going to get to shortly that still, after what happened last week, uh, still had the same stupid fucking line of illogic. And the reason why? Because they've admitted it to each other. We've had other people like Chris Christie, even God help us, come out and say that, oh yeah, what they tell me behind closed doors, which is not what they're doing on the floor, is that they are afraid for their family and their lives from these MAGA fucks. Right. So basically, fear of a lunatic fringe is keeping the lie going. And the lie is, number one, that anybody other than MAGA is domestic terrorists. There are no fucking Antifa people. You know what that is? It's, it's a jack shit thing from Europe. There's about 25 teenagers running around like that in this country. They don't exist. They're not on a terror watch. You know, you can even check something like Southern Poverty Law Center. They're like way down the bottom somewhere below the uh, those black separatist guys that used to put on the little stage plays. Remember in Times Square? The yeah, guys yeah, that like yeah. <laughs> dressed oh, up in the... That? Yes, 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 I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a joke. So that's where they are. Whereas these MAGA fucks, these are all these people, the Proud Boys, Boogaloo Boys, you know, White Resistance, whatever the hell. And they're all militias. They're all armed. They're all crazy. They're all ex-military, as you're seeing from what happened last week. Uh, and they've got strategic plans to kidnap people, to kill people, to make examples of them, putting nooses out in front of everybody, running around with zip ties and plans, being shown around by their cronies in the Congress, Here's in case this whole place out, being told where people that they want to hit are residing, mm. like the QAnon bitch, they're going and giving intel as they go. Oh, by the way, Nancy Pelosi moved to here. Oh, by the way, AOC's over in this office. Really? This is what we're dealing with. And these craven, that's the only thing I could say for it. If Lindsey Graham can stand up against these people, and he's been the most craven Republican in power in this last four years, you know, toadying up to a guy that basically called him a queer and everything else, mm. he can stand up and say, this is wrong, we've got to stop this, and vote to impeach this son of a bitch. What does that say about Ted Cruz? What does that say about the other Hunt and whatever the hell they were people? And what does it say about the ones in Congress, in Senate, that still have not committed to do so? This is cowardice. This is craven. This is supposed to be only oh, the tough guy party. Tough guy, my ass. You're scared of these people? Are you crazy? And it's all for a lie in the service of a guy who's going out of power. So, oh, well, I might get voted out and I might be threatened. Well, you know what? Goodbye. <laughs> Stand up for something. You're supposed to be in there elected, not just represent your people, number one. And if your people are a bunch of fucking Nazis and lunatics, that's a problem right there. And number two... To defend the Constitution, to defend this democracy. And you're not doing that because you're scared of them. Okay, well, yeah, those Nazis are pretty scary. Running around and banging pots and pans and lighting torches and going beating people up in the alleyway. Yeah, sure. Well, learn to go and fight. Get some protection. Call the Secret Service in. Be careful what you do. Don't fucking coward out and say, okay, yeah, whatever Mr. Hitler says, it's okay, I believe it. it the election was, stop the steal. It was fake. There's no coronavirus. It's really the China virus. Bullshit lies everywhere. Stop lying. Because that's what this is. You've got normal people, okay, dopey people, but normal people being sucked in because of lies. Nothing else. No truth, no facts, no, oh, well, you know what, I don't like the Democrats because they support uh, LGBTQ rights or something. No, we've gone well past that. We've gone into abject lies. They're pissed off because they think the Democrats are Satanists that are keeping kiddie porn people in the basement with Hillary Clinton, and they're, they're all going to go and sacrifice everybody, and there goes your way of life because, I don't know what, it's insane. And it's all stealing, and Donald Trump's the only one that's going to save us because he's like God coming from on high, and they're all out to get him because 
because of that, and we got to stop those evildoers. And you know, this is a stolen election, even though it's been proved 20 times over. It went up to even his people that he put in the, the judiciary and whatever the hell else in the Supreme Court, and they all rejected it. State after state did double and triple takes on recounting those votes. Mm-hmm. Everybody rejected this. There's not one person out there. He can't even find a defender if he gets impeached, except for Rudy Giuliani, who's about to get barred. I mean, <laughs> well, no. Apparently, to, as of today, Giuliani cannot defend Trump because because he was there. Yeah. Because he was at the rally, so he's complicit. Well, of course, he's the one that told him Mike makes right or whatever the hell. This is insane. The guy literally called for sedition and overthrow of the government. And as people were saying that were in office with him, they were all increasingly terrified by him because he was basically frothing at the mouth, you know, wide-eyed and cheering them on as they invaded the Capitol. And you saw the cops letting him in, as well as we saw some others, you know, basically risking their lives to protect everybody. But, you know, we've got white power people everywhere. They're just saying that about today about those National Guard guys. They're checking everybody's IDs now. Like, oh, well, we might have some infiltrating there, too. You can't trust it. These people are terrorists. You know, we make jokes about vanilla ISIS and... Al-Qaeda? Yeah, there you go. You know, but this is not a joke when it comes down to it. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, yeah, you know, it was a laugh. Okay, yeah, white power, whatever. A bunch of dumb hicks out in Wisconsin or whatever the hell. Five people in a militia thinking they're going to overthrow the government. It's not a joke anymore. They're everywhere. And they are doing things that are awful. And the whole purpose of terrorism is to scare you, and they've certainly scared their own base. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and their base, the base is predominantly 99.9%, 99.99% white. Yeah. And, and their base is, we don't want to say, yo, stupid people, bad people. They're, they were misguided, lost people who believed lies upon lies. I'm going to sound like CNN now, but... It's true. They were fed lies for four years. Yeah. And it was compounded. And he was a TV guy. He that's if there was one thing he was like moderately successful at, and I'm saying the word moderately before the word successful. If there was one thing he was moderately successful at was as a TV guy with the apprentice. As a presence. So hear me out for a second. So he knew and learned by being on television during that show. Mm-hmm. How to present something, albeit stupidly forceful in his own <laughs> eyes. But he compounded on that when he realized, oh, my gosh, the people that are following me really think that I know what I'm doing. He's horrified by those people, by the way. I believe he, actually, he is. That was one of the things that came out when he was in office there. He's like, God, these people are low class. And he's yeah. disgusted by that. <laughs> I saw that quote. But, you know, that didn't get too much mileage because they didn't want to get that out there too much because they'd be like, <laughs> you didn't say that. Trump wouldn't say that. It's like Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ would not give us bread and water. You know? <laughs> um, so. <sighs> did you ever read The Art of the Deal, the book? Because yeah, I'll tell you, no, back in I, the 80s, I did. My father actually worked for, I forget the guy's name, that was the ghostwriter on that, Tony. Uh, oh, yeah. He's been making a lot of a lot of appearances, that guy. Yeah. Well, back then, he signed him and actually wrote some kind of warning in the book, like, don't trust this guy. And he was telling us what a scam artist he was, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was the 80s, and I was actually amused because I was a teenager and stuff. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, this guy is a huckster. His whole thing is he is like a John Constantine figure 
bullshitting his way through life and somehow pulling the wool over everybody's eyes and making money while doing it. Turns out he wasn't making so much money, all went down the toilet and he went bankrupt God knows how many times. And he would do it by screwing everybody over and walking away from deals and leaving everybody holding the bag, as I heard time and time again, even from my buddy Matt, whose father got basically bankrupted by him. Lots and lots of stories like that, but that's his whole shtick, like it or hate it. He is a huckster, he's a phony, he's a bullshitter. And right, this is what but, he was since the 80s. But, right, and we know this because we are from here. Mm. We are from the East Coast. But although, that's, that being said, there are people from the East Coast that are blindly following him. Go figure. You know, those, <laughs> those people <laughs> we have for bringing from the East Coast. Remember Atlantic City? Yes. Atlantic City was a shining thing at some point because Trump, Practically owned Atlantic City. He had yep. several casinos. The plaza, several, the hotel, the uh, yeah, Taj hotels, Mahal. The, the, all kinds of stuff. He probably was even dealing in the massage business, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And, okay, now here's something else I'm going to drop. I know you're not personally a fan, but you might respect him for some things. Mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen. Okay, Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen was a working man's guy. You liked his music, you didn't like his music, he still stood for a lot of working men. He still does. He's a good guy. He still does. He's a good guy. But, you know, a lot of people, pardon me, a lot of people recently have been slamming Bruce. You know, the guy put out a whole new album with the E Street Band in one week uh, recently. They came to his cabin in Jersey and they fucking knocked it out. Good for you, man. But a lot of people are like, I don't like Bruce anymore because he don't like Trump. Oh, and my you know God. And, and you know what? You know what? And they just start saying, well, Bruce never liked the working man, he's like, you are fucked up. Where do you Crazy. think an al- Where do you think an album like Atlantic City came from? Yeah, every song on that was about what Trump abandoned, and because he went bankrupt, that their whole city went down in flames. Do you remember? It turned out to be another one of these things that didn't work out. But back when everybody was doing all this stuff about like USA for Africa and Farm, yeah. you know, uh, Live Aid and all that shit, what was he involved with? He was involved with Farm Aid. Which yeah. is one that I stood behind that nobody paid any attention to because that was back in the days when factory farms were just coming out. And it was mm-hmm. to help the actual American farms, these poor as dirt fucking guys, trying to make a living off of the soil and off of their animals and whatever the hell else. And they were in trouble. And these people were trying to buy them out. And the government was like paying them to burn their crops and everything was kind of getting screwed up. And that was supposed to help them out. And I was totally behind this. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Hey, Willie Nelson's running it. You know, Bruce Springsteen's involved. This is salt of the earth kind of shit. This is where you can really help yeah. save Neil the country. Young. Neil Young yeah. is a big guy, yeah. But, you know, everybody forgets this crap. So now you're going to tell me he's, oh, yeah, he's against the working people? Are you crazy? <laughs> Learn yeah. your history. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because, you know, because cause he's saying all this stuff. He's always said all this stuff about it. He wrote a whole album about it. Mm-hmm. He spent most of his career talking about you, not you, but, you know, yeah. you, the universal you, mm-hmm. you from New Jersey, you from Nebraska, you from the Okefenokee Swamp. This mm-hmm. guy is you talking about you. That's his thing. And because, right, and because he's not supporting Trump, who he knows fucked you and convinced you through lies and lies and lies and repeated lies that you believed it. Now you got tired on a guy. I've seen People would answers. rather have lies than the truth. It's amazing. I saw I saw a guy. Uh, I'm not a friend of his anymore, so I'm going to name this bastard. Myrick Lipinski, who used to be a Nashi oh, scholar. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so we were friends. I guess I don't know Facebook. Yeah, our friends. We actually <laughs> met a couple of times way back when. And so there's a Joan Baez. 
Yeah. Joan, Joan Baez actually posts on Facebook sometimes. You know, she's still a radical. God bless her. <laughs> yes. At her age. She's still up there. She's still putting out music. All right. May not be my cup of tea, but, but you know, I'm sure it's entertaining for people. And this guy, I, I just happened to be on her page one day, and this guy's attacking Joan Baez. She's a fucking icon yeah. of 60s counterculture. And she's still trying to be an icon for thinking the correct way, right? Yeah. And he started attacking Joan Baez, and all these people unloading on him, like, goodbye, guy. Yeah, really. Know, what the hell's he giving a shit about? I mean, why do you even care, number one? Yeah. And why are you taking the time to attack a culture? Icon? So I'm thinking, oh, I know what you're thinking. I know I know which, which loony yeah. bin parade you're following. And why, if you're that fucked up that you like hate this person so much, you're going to go jump on their page and try to enrage all their supporters and everything? Yeah, why, why, why are you even following them? Yeah. But that's the thing. This, this MAGA crowd, this new Republican, if you will, they come off with such stupid 4chan. Basically, they're all trolls. That's what they do. Let's go make fun of people. Let's, put, let's post these stupid memes and laugh at everybody's posts and, you know, try to go and stir up shit somewhere. And, you know, shit posting, they call it. Like, really? That's who you are? This is a lot. This so, is okay. a lot about you. So so you heard me and Doc Savage pitch your moan for the last <laughs> what, 40 minutes or something like that. And then what happened last week? Last week, oh two weeks ago? God. Yes, last week, last Tuesday. So, so Donald Trump is leaving the White House. He has no reason to have another rally. Absolutely. No reason in the world. It's a done deal, right? But he has yep. another rally. And he brings his miscreants, Julie Giuliani. <laughs> who, who, I don't know. I'm not one of the, you know, I was, I lived in New York. I worked in New York. I actually lived in a Lower East Side during 9-11. I never thought he was like Mr. Giant Genius Guy. He's always a scumbag. I remember being in there in his blue-suited mafia chasing the punks away at Coney Island High and going and actually beating on bums walking around like Houston Street yeah. and they'd be out there like pushing their car to her and they'd be out there with the baton he out. Cl- he cleaned up Times Square. Okay, so there, yeah, that's... Yeah, so what? We, one day we should we should talk about that, but... Yeah. and it sucks not. It's all fucking the, Disney. The, Who cares? The pros and cons of cleaning up Times Square. Why we should have left it alone. Yeah. Anyway, um, but... And the East Village. And the East Village. So, excuse me, but after 9-11... He was seen oh, America's mayor and all that horse shit. Yeah, yeah, that was it. America's mayor. But you saw everybody, you know, it's, everybody came down to help out. Yeah. So that being said, so he kind of went off the radar for a long time as far as I'm concerned. Yes. And then, I don't know, 20 years later, he pops up as Donald Trump's personal toady. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what? Oh, that guy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he totally lost his fucking mind. So he's been doing lots of weird stuff with, with mm-hmm. all these repeated, uh, uh, all these uh, assaults and mm-hmm. charges filed against the election to the elect. And as you said, in the outcome, they've been counted and recounted, recounted, recounted. Always lunatic speeches. I don't even know where he's coming from. Yeah, you know, like he went instead of buying. Instead of buying hair club for men, or what's the other one? Touch of gray? I think he, somebody went to the store and they couldn't find it. So dollar store like, die? They went to a dollar store die for women. They don't do it to you. I've done that. No, I'm just kidding. No, so, I actually been in a dollar store because, you know, hair club for men is like 20, you know, 16 bucks. And I don't think those states all count in. How many did? All of them? All the people? Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's like, so, on touch of gray, it's like $12. So, you don't put dollar store die before hot lights of a TV camera. Sorry. <laughs> so right away, it's like, okay, he's a, 
reminded me of The Devil's Reign. Remember that movie? Yes, yes. Yes. It's like, okay, and he's starting to hyperventilate and sweat on top of that. I will say one thing. I can get one reason he's for Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump shits himself in public on camera while he's dealing with world leaders. We've heard it many times. We've seen the stains. We've seen their faces. We saw him on the golf course. Rudy is famous for farting on camera in court. <laughs> so there you go. I guess. I guess. They both need some gas sex and some, uh, I don't know what the hell, fiber. <laughs> but, but, no, it's, it's just that. So, so, last week. God, it feels like a century ago. It feels so like a century ago, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, right. So last week, so Trump, 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 Trump makes his speech. Giuliani makes his speech. A couple of the idiots make a speech. And remember, this is the day that they are doing this very routine honorary. It doesn't mean well, anything. that's what was bizarre about it. They were doing the counting for the electoral votes, which were yeah. already been, you know, already been decided. They just already locked in, already approved. It didn't uh, mean anything. They the just only thing he thing. had in his right pocket was he knew that some bozos, Republicans, were going to object. Now their original plan. Now this did change. Now this did change because of the attack. Originally, the decision was every time a state came up that Trump did not win, they were going to eject. Yes, and it was the kill time. Right, and they were going to adjourn. And this could have went on for days. But after the – so the first one they did, was it Alaska or Alabama? I think it was Alabama. Alabama, sorry, Alabama. So you're correct. So they did object to Alabama. That's when the attack took place because as they did the recess, then they all forced their way in. They had to skedaddle everybody out or down to bunkers, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, the plan was after they came – you know, if this didn't happen – after they came back from adjourning and doing whatever it is they would do, they would go on to the next state that Trump lost, and they would do it again. This was the original plan. They did not do that. I'm not sure whether you want to do that. It was like a long filibuster. Yeah, but but, it, but right, but at the middle, but because of the attack in the middle of the night, everybody just want to get the fuck out. Right. <laughs> this was pretty wild. I mean, our our first confirmed death. Was the wo- the woman who wasn't young? She looked to be in her forties. To, to oh, 50s. the military one that was carrying the bomb. Yes. No, oh, she was wrapped in the American flag. I don't know if she was carrying yeah, she the had, bomb. She had bomber weaponry on her. Yeah. Oh, did she? Okay. So she forced her way through one of the broken windows, but she got shot dead. And I'm like, okay, you know. And then my wife said, "Why did they shoot a woman? You don't break into this building." Yep. That's where I started. <laughs> And don't forget, later on, they came out that they knew where to go for things, yes. like people's offices and their hideouts and whatever else. Now, I mentioned that the one, the QAnon uh, person that got elected was tweeting out where, but he was hiding. But they actually, this was clearly, and they've said it many times, the FBI and Secret Service, this was plotted, this was highly planned, as stupid as it seems on camera when you look at it. This was a clearly planned out, and the plan was to find Nancy Pelosi, to find believe it or not, Mike Pence, to find, because, you know, he betrayed Trump by not doing what he wanted to do, which was magically flip it over and give it, say that he was still president, which he couldn't do anyway, to find AOC, to find all the Democrats, either on their way in or while they were in there, and tie them up, keep them hostages, and murder them. And they were actually going to hang some in effigy. That's why they had the things outside with the nooses. This was their plot all along. Right, and the other thing, the other thing we're seeing now through, uh, 
the FBI suddenly woken up after four years. They have footage. They have security footage of some of these people who've already been arrested, who were at the siege, showed up for tours. Yeah, reconnaissance story, exactly. Showed around by the same Freedom Caucus that was the assholes that voted for the Trump thing later on. They after were this happened. shown around by, by their caucus members. So this might be a regular thing. I don't know. You don't know no, who shows you around. I thought it was just like a concert, but I, I could be wrong. They actually had no tours going on. This was actually an exception. Everybody was kind of surprised by it. Okay, so yeah, so there you go. So they were shown around. That's how they knew where to go. So either these people are complicit or they're completely stupid. They're clearly <laughs> complicit because even afterwards, my shock originally was, okay, I saw the 10 Republicans, including Liz Cheney of all people, and like I said, Lindsey Graham, stood up and said, this is a disgrace. I was originally going to go vote with his crap. I can't do that in any good conscience. There's clearly a case to impeach here. Let's do this. And I was like, okay, great. But then it was just 10 of them. Originally, it was supposed to be like five, and it did growing. So I was like, well, that's really bizarre. Why would these other assholes go and vote the same nonsense, still supporting Trump, after what he just did? And it turns out, very shortly after, that a lot of those people were this Freedom Caucus, which were all these crazy you know, Tea Party MAGA types and QAnon types that had just gotten in, that were all Trump people, and that turned out to be the same ones that were giving this fucking recon tour to all these terrorists the day before. Hmm. You know, so a lot of these people who, who refuse to, to, you know, because as we all know now, Trump has been uh, impeached for a second time, mainly by the Democrats, although Republicans did join, uh, some Republicans. But a lot of the Republicans still don't want to do it. A lot of them are young guys. They're the young blood for the Republicans. Yes. And so I'm thinking, you're supposed to be progressive. You know, what, what, what make you be this backwards fucking mentality stuff? So this no. all goes turned back to the outward of this program where, as you said, they're afraid. They're afraid of these people. Yeah. The young ones, I've noticed that young conservatives are not what they used to be. It used to be like, you know, oh, look, it's the Michael J. Fox kind of thing on uh, whatever stupid sitcom he was on. Yeah, yeah. The dorky ones that, like, you know, think they're going to make a bunch of money and whatever. No, that was the 80s. These people are actually ideologues. They really are hard right, you know, just hate everything that little lefts and progressives stand for. And, you know, some of them are like, okay, well, I get why you're saying this. I get why you're upset. But they take it to some crazy extreme. They really are leaning towards this whole white power thing, yeah. which is scary. I mean, you got guys in college that are going in. They're always talking about scenes in college where they've got these flyers that are trying to recruit for this stuff. And we're talking about in this area, in the New York area. God knows what's going on in the rural areas. You know, it's it's scary. It's bad out there. And you realize you're dealing with the kind of dim bulbs at the same time that one of the other deaths that you were going to get to was one of these guys that was like, again, the head of one of these stupid things. I don't know which one. Proud Boys, Boogaloo Boys, God knows which white power thing he was with. Four right something or other. Who came in with a taser. Okay, why does he got a taser? We're going back to this whole thing oh, about yeah. kidnapping these people, right? He goes and climbs up to go and steal a portrait of, like, Washington or some crap. Oh, yeah, what are you going to do with that? But left his taser on and managed to activate it while he's doing this, zaps him in the balls, and then he falls off the chair in shock. And I'm sorry, you've got to laugh at this motherfucker. Everybody out there, if you're not laughing at this, fuck you. <laughs> he falls off the chair and <laughs> lands in such a way that this stupid motherfucking Nazi keeps tasing himself in the balls until he's a heart attack. I'm like, wow, what a way to go. You deserved it. Congratulations. 
Darwin and, Award. And and and, and you know, and they, they beat a cop to death apparently, and then there were other deaths associated with this. So, but what's the what's the face of this attack on the Capitol? A failed ex-actor. Yep. Vegan. Putting the giving a bad word word to vegans now, right? Yep. A failed actor, vegan. In a buffalo mask. <laughs> And white power tall, tattoos. He's seven feet tall and hairy <laughs> like a fucking, what do you call those things? Uh, does, does, Sasquatch? That, Sasquatch. <laughs> and he talks like a megaphone without the use of one. Yeah. And he's like, got those white power tattoos and shit on People are thinking that the Thor hammer that he had down there, yeah. he looked kind of new, that they were covering up some other ones as well. It's possibly the swat stickers or something. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's like, this is the face. This is and the they have all these people, these AM radio ideologues, these internet ideologues. Everybody that was involved was either ex-military or white power or both. And unfortunately, and unfortunately, I saw a lot of older people. I did see, uh, I saw a lot of older people cursing, screaming. Uh, men and women alike, older people. I'm talking, you know, mid-60s, I'm guessing maybe mm-hmm. in your 70s, if you know, possibly a little older. And it's sad, it's sad that, that Trump tapped into that need they needed someone to help them they needed someone to listen instead they somebody's them. fucking over and stealing all their medicare and all age yeah. pension and <laughs> who do you why you you know let's go back to something so pension medicare he when he ran for president and during his first year mm-hmm. he kept saying i'm going to replace obamacare he couldn't find anything to do it with and they kept saying, you can't do that because if you have no backup, and then all these people will be uninsured. He said, I don't care. You know, pretty much to him, it was like the black guy did it, so I don't, we don't want that. <laughs> oh, the China was, virus? I saw yeah. something the other day that like, Chinese people were on TV saying, like, oh, yeah, these people are like, spitting in your face and stuff because they think you brought uh, COVID over here. Like, fuck you. <laughs> dumb are you? Uh, yeah, it's, it's just kind of crazy. So we have today's Monday, mm-hmm. January 18th. We, we theoretically, unless something else happens, oh we, we, we have the um, a day and a half, we, a day and a half. We have the um, help me out inauguration. And thank you. The inauguration of Joe Biden as the president, shortly followed by Kamala Harris as president, because Joe's going to not make four years. Yeah, <laughs> one way or another, I don't really care. I mean, I like him in the past. I like he's, him. He has a tendency to have foot and mouth, but she's great. And I don't she's think she's right. going to take any of this shit. She's There's not no going to take any of this shit. That's why I said shortly followed by Cavalari. <laughs> I know. That's what, I'm, like, I'm saying it's a good thing. It's not something to be scared of. No, no. It's a good thing. It's a good thing, folks. Uh, Joe's nice. He is. He's a nice guy. He's a that's nice... his whole shtick. He's, a, he's an empathic guy because he's been through a lot of crap. No, pedophile. Come on. Everybody wants to sit with the ladies. Come on. Where you been? <laughs> you want to sit with the cute ladies? You know? All right. Of course. They're, not, they're not Asian. That's your and mine thing. But it's okay. You want to sit with the young white girls? That's you all don't right. Have to, you don't have to be some old closet queer like Mike Pence. Where, where's mother? There's a woman around. Where's mother? <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's another thing. So, like, and two days before his, he's out of office, he calls her up. He calls her Paris. Uh, I just wanted to say, you know, congratulations on winning. Where the hell you been? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, this whole thing is crazy. But so, one other thing I should say. Please. It's been an embarrassment. Because, you know, I cover, among other things, a lot of metal. Now, yeah, I consider myself, you ask me what I am, I say I'm a goth. 
that describes me really to the core. And I've been a punk rocker, and that's fine too. I love rockabilly, I love jazz fusion, all kinds of shit. <laughs> but you know, most of what I cover on my you know site here is metal. All right, fine. Problem is, a lot of them are like, falling into this mega pit. And one of the other guys who didn't die, as far as we know, didn't do anything hostile while he was there, other than just shout like an idiot and get caught on film. But one of those guys was that asshole from Iced Earth. I never liked that band. But, oh, I saw. Yes, I saw. Yeah. That. So you know, who's caught out there? Oh, let's let's see. Let's list off all these white power groups. And oh, look, there's a metal band guy. Thanks. Yeah, it's it's embarrassing because it's like really this is the image you guys want to put forth to the earth. I mean, it's not everybody out. There's not every band, obviously. Well, but it's no. it's not a good thing to be showing because and it is associated with this president. You know, we don't know how things are going to go with the crazies now. The Republican Party There's... swings far right, but when things straighten out, when eventually, when history looks back at this, you're going to be tarred and feathered with the same brush as Trump, and nobody is going to want to be there. That's well, like sure. saying you got the Presidential Medal of Freedom or whatever the hell it is from Adolf Hitler. You don't want to be there. Come on, wake up. And it's all for lies. He's giving yeah. you nothing. It's all oh, bullshit. Oh, oh. And, you know, and touching on that thing with band members, and this started a couple of months ago when John Anderson from Yes put out a video, and he was attacked viciously for the mm-hmm. most part, called Screw You. It was a new song. Mm-hmm. And he and he had somebody do a video edit with backdrops of Trump, and he just couldn't take it. And John Anderson of yes, sweet John Anderson of yes, yeah, of all people, jeez. <laughs> he, he he did one of the angriest anti-Trump songs ever, which they kind of like it got so much hatred it kind of disappeared after a month. And yet nobody cares about Johnny Rotten and his pro-Trump thing. Oh, fuck him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which very disappointing. Yeah, to and me, I used to love him. Yeah, me too. And 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 I've seen him. I've seen the band. And I I was like, I you know, and his wife, his wife has serious health issues. He's been taking care of her for years. I'm not knocking that. But hello, it's called health care. <laughs> so you're back in Trump. Who's gonna take it all away from you? <laughs> all right, you know, so anyway, so here we are, two days before the. I was about to say insurrection part two. <laughs> Two days before the inaugural. If there is another one, we're going to do an emergency one of these, too. Yeah. But anyway, folks, uh, this is what we don't do. We talk about movies. Yes. (laughs) Movies and careers and uh, nice little things. People from the 70s and 80s. (laughs) We've been doing actors a lot. Uh, Just to throw that in before we end this. We've been doing actors a lot because Doc and myself, we've been discussing every major and minor film director primarily genre yeah. but but even some outside that box uh, for years uh we we got a couple of people we never did like sitting Woman. i think we talked about that but we never yes. really did it and and uh, you know there's a couple of people john borman you know the, people we had touched on while we were doing other people but yeah while we were doing other shows but i mean it's something you know but well, yeah. we've done stuff. Like we've done just Franco and Argento, and then, and then like 14 hours of Franco, probably. <laughs> somebody and please transcribe. Yeah, somebody and Bond. Somebody please transcribe these shows and put them out as a book, so we don't have to do it. <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking about it so long. Like I wouldn't want to write all this down. <laughs> and you know, and that's the thing, because because we've been doing this. We 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 had we had a couple of months, almost a year, where we were off air, do a thing. 
But we we came back and we we have been doing this for years, correct? Oh yeah. And, and God knows how many shows. I just took a look. It's got to be up to like seventy-five or eighty, easy. If not more, easy. And yeah. and and we were discussing recently uh, off air, of course. You know, we we should do some kind of book thing. And I'm like, we've got all this. We just got to get something transcribed. Transcribe it. I thought the same thing. <laughs> no, maybe we got all this, and we could just like. Figure that out. So, uh, but speaking of which, I didn't want yes. it to just be about politics. I just figured if you've been seeing or listening to anything yes, different, yes, you want to no, cover. That's cool. Yeah, we can end on a, on a friendly note. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I've been as everyone knows me again uh, on on Facebook. I, I actually created a YouTube channel, which you should see in case you haven't, mm-hmm. where I talk about prog rock. Uh, my first thing is me alone. Doing my best. My first episode ran 45 minutes long, which yeah, so the first one. which which I got some shit for from people because it's a talking head thing. And you know, I, and and I, I have to say, in my defense, I was I was disturbed midway through it by somebody, and I paused it and to and you know to pick something up. Oh, it's impossible. Yeah, it was yours. I lost my train, and 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 so I had no idea it was that long. But editing YouTube videos is a nightmare. But I, there, there's some charming things in that, you know, and I'm trying to tweak the video and the, and the audio. So um, so I did another one the other day, much shorter, only 20 minutes. Um, so I'm trying to, you know, talk about, it's funny, though, the people that have suggestions, they're almost as nightmarish as the 45-minute one. It's like, <laughs> why don't you talk about Pink Floyd? Jacula. No, it was like Pink, no, it was like Pink Floyd. Or yes. Pink Floyd? We know, Lewis, you know a lot about that. Yeah, I do. Both bands have been around for 60 years. I can't possibly do that in 20 minutes, right? Yeah, you have to do a real quick overview. I mean, yeah. I could probably pull that off, but it's, yeah. It, it could be pulled off, but then it's going to be like, hey, why am I looking at this? You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jacula, I, I, I was, uh, somebody got in contact with me. Is this, can you do R, was RPI, RTI stuff? You know, like right. really hardcore Italian progress as well. It's on my plate. I have a lot on. You already plate. did Cherry Five, I thought, and Goblin. I did Cherry Five and Goblin. I mentioned, and I, yeah, I mentioned the uh, yeah last show I did Goblin. Do you do um, some of the Doomier stuff like uh, Pole Chain or Run After Two? Oh, or, it's uh, it's on. Believe me, I got like a long list of stuff. Black so Hole. maybe just doing four or five, with a surprise six, if I feel like it. <laughs> Each time I do that. It'll get better and satisfy everyone. So I've been doing that, and I've you been still didn't do Camel and Caravan. <laughs> no, no, I know. Oh, you sound like these guys now. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh, one fuck a wuss. <laughs> what? What did somebody suggest? Um, they were so obscure. I had to look them up. I forgot what it was. It doesn't matter. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I've been listening to a lot of different music. Um, all over the place. A lot of Japanese metal. Shh. Really? I've been listening to a lot of Japanese metal. We listen to Loudness and Anthem, uh, show no, you. This is really super obscure shit. I'll, I'll, I'll send them, I'll Earth send Shaker. you a list. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, you don't have hot chicks as the vocalist. <laughs> a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's the thing, right? But no, a lot, a lot of the stuff is instrumental mainly. Um, a lot of Japanese metal, a lot of, what they're calling neo prog or prog metal, which which doesn't really float my boat. You're one thing or the other. Mm-hmm. There's some of it that I think is okay. There's some bands that have that in their stuff, 
But, you know, I, I do primarily listen to progressive music from all over the world. Uh, it's a thing that's been happening. Movies. Uh, so I've been catching up on a lot of stuff. Uh, sometimes too much older things and new things. For example, last night I saw, I was flipping through Netflix and I said, I never saw this, I should watch it. And it was Arnold Schwarzenegger in a film called Aftermath. It's a drama four years back. And I recall reading about this and I said, you know, I should watch this because I heard he was quite good in it. Oh my God, it was hard to watch. It was, <laughs> he was so good. And it was one of the most difficult things I've watched in about a year. Really? He plays a father, husband, grandfather, who's waiting for a plane to come in JFK, and the plane crashes, collides with another plane due to an error from the air control. Mm -hmm. So he just totally spirals into depression, drinking, totally out of control. I was like, wow, that has nothing we associate with this guy. So leave Las Vegas or something. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? Yeah, and then the film also follows the air tr- the air traffic controller. Though my wife watched it with me, <laughs> it's a rarity. <laughs> Watches anything with me. Um, usually it's it's too brutal. Okay, bye. See you later. So, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that could go for anything, man. Let me tell you, it could be a mic that came in. That's too brutal. I get the fuck out. Of here. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. So it follows the air, air traffic controller guy, and you know, it was his fault. Not really. It's, I don't want to give it away. I think you should check it out. I think a lot of people should. The other thing I watched, and I recommend with a caveat, is the Michael Nolan movie. Sorry, Chris Nolan, Tenet. Um, yeah. It's really long. It's convoluted. It's got some fantastic action set pieces. It's way above thinking man level. But it's a head-on collision between Inception. And what was that movie with Matthew McConaughey, Nolan's uh, 2001 type movie, Interstellar? It's like a collision between those two things. And it's it, I'm following this going, wow, okay, wow, it's too long. <laughs> <laughs> um. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I think it's uh, audacious what the guy keeps trying to do and giving him a ton of money to do it. Smaller movies, you know, the Schwarzenegger thing came to mind. I I do see a lot of stuff. I see a lot of older stuff. I've been watching a lot of Serial Santiago. Mm -hmm. Only because it's one of the few things Amazon Prime did not wipe out. They've been slowly going through the library and getting rid of stuff. Yeah. A lot of that Code Red stuff that used to be all over Amazon Prime. Mm Mm-hmm. Not too much, uh, so you know. I'm like, oh, they still have that, you know, Eternal Raiders of the Soft Salt Mine or whatever hell kind of thing you made. So, what about you? I've been digging through the collection and rewatching a lot of stuff. Mm. Some of this stuff has been since we did podcasts on various people, like since we did the Nashi podcast way on back then. Right. There's been a couple more that came out since then, like Assignment Terror, which was right. actually pretty good. Surprisingly enough, this is his first one. And he didn't have a hell of a lot of control with it, but it's better than, like, the next four or five he did. I always like that. It's a fun movie. Mummy's yeah. Revenge, which unfortunately is the clothed version, but it's not as bad as I remembered it being. It's okay. And, of course, Fury of the Wolfman, which is always a stinker. What else? Franco, a couple came out. I know recently it was uh, Bahia Blanca, which is really, really good. And out of print already? Really? Shining, Shining Sex. Sex. I finally saw that. It was not anywhere near as good as Doriana Gray. But I can see why people were saying it was so weird, because it is. 
Well, yeah, I have to say that, you know, Shining sucks. <laughs> I had so many versions of that over the years, French being my favorite, the French hardcore, and it's like, oh, it's a big, wet, pussy movie. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what it is, right? Pretty yep. much. And, 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 you know, you like wet labias? There you go. She had a very large one. Uh, <laughs> so, with that being said, um, so seeing like the Blu-ray, <laughs> they kind of yeah, okay, yeah. You know how they always had the Exorcismo version, which was the original version of. They finally put out the Status of Notre Dame version, uh-huh. and I found that I really prefer that one. <laughs> what else did they have? I know they have a couple, uh, two female spies with flowered panties, which is one of those red lips films. Eh. I have that. Yeah. Uh, Night of Open Sex and Cries of Pleasure. I know one of them was good and one was terrible. I don't remember which was which though at this point. <laughs> The Lindsay, the Carol Baker films. I was like, where the hell are some of these things? Because, you know, I was never a big fan of those early Jollos like that. They weren't bad. Knife of Ice is the best one, but... Yes, it is, it is, yeah. And there was one in there that was a real stinker, I forget which one, which was basically just a romance between her and, like, Ivan Rasimov. But most of them were not that bad. I was expecting more of them, though, because I, th- I thought there was actually six films she had done that were not on disc yet, and this was, like, four of them. But, you know, if you've never seen any of them, it's worth digging into if you can get it cheap. Oh, and... For vinegar syndrome, they put out they put out a couple of things. Oh, the Forgotten yeah. Jolly. Yeah. The first one is excellent. That's all weird Spanish shit. We have Klamowski, who does a lot of those things, like work with Nashi and people like that a lot. He does something called Trauma, which is really really good, nice slow burn type thing, uh, with a, a hotel and this guy kind of falls for this one well, woman. And although they st- their their thing on that was like these have never been out anywhere. That's not true. That's not I true. Got, I got I seen everything in that set. Previously, between Greg Ledbetter, the guy from Video Search in Miami, mm-hmm. and early Mondo, was it Mondo Macabro? Well, was that that label? I, yes. I know that, that Killer is one of the 13 was out in Germany on that expensive label, uh, Camera uh, Scura. Camera Scura, yeah. You know, at least it's coming here cheap now. And I'd never seen Police are Blundering in the Dark. All three oh, are that's really fun. good. That's fun. That's fun. All three are really good. But then they put out another set, and it was just like the same stuff that you already have. I know I did. Same stuff, just a little better looking, maybe. I don't know. But they put out that um, Le Femme Object, which which is a big favorite of mine. Uh, I think it's a Club Mulo. Oh, and, you mean the, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and, uh, a big favorite of mine. It's got, a, it's got a great audio commentary, and it's, it's just got this pristine version of, like, this most bizarre French sex film you ever saw. It's really good. I, I, I like to see them do more of that stuff. Um, but, you know, I, I give him credit for doing that one. I know Arrow put out a couple more LaRoz films, but they were terrible because it was like the end of his career when he was doing slasher films. Well, they, they put out that LaRoz box set, and then they left out the most, to me, best picture, which was Deviation, mm-hmm. which is not in that box set, which is the twisted one where the it's very similar to Symptoms, not Symptoms, it's very similar to another picture in that box set. Yeah. Where a guy cool. lives, lives in a, an estate with his mother, and they have this weird relationship. And he even screws his mom. And I thought that was really out there. And and I forgot what it was called. It has two or three titles, of course, over the years. And I said, stigma? "How did you leave?" No, not stigma. And I was like, "How the hell did you leave this out of the box?" But it could be a rights issue, or it could be subject matter. I never got that box just because it was so expensive. I've never seen it cheap. Well, it's gone now, right? Yeah. It's available. Well, just like, the, you know, what the problem with 
between Arrow and between Severn. You know, we're not knocking either one of you guys, but if you're going to do something like this, there are more than two, three hundred fans out there. Why don't you at least print? Will it be of you to do five hundred to a thousand, so yeah. somebody can actually afford something? Um, I don't get what something like Bahia Blanco being such a small print run. I'm like, really? Because it's know. so good. And it's like, I, oh. Yeah, I know. I like that, too. They could have put that piece of shit that was it, Sophonia Erotica or whatever that way, because who would care? <laughs> they they have odd choices for things. I, I, yeah. I'm not quite sure. I, I just, Oh, and speaking of which, and this is from related, I just finished both those books by uh, Stephen Thrower. They're together. They're bigger than Tim Lucas's Franco um, <laughs> Bible book. Yeah, but they're good. They're good. They're very good. Although I always find it a bit hysterical. He begins both books. Okay. I don't mean these to be uh, the uh, sophisticated look at, but of course, right away, you know, his his style shifts right over to a uh, well learned orator. You know, you know, it's hard to talk about these pictures, but without tongue-in-cheek, you know, and for the most part, he he doesn't. Uh, I did catch a lot of things toward the end of uh, the second Franco book when he's talking about all the Sean on video stuff because I'm like, he, he did make a lot of mistakes that Tim Lucas made in his reviews of some of his late Franco movies where, you know, a lot of these guys say, well, this wasn't shot hard. I know it was shot hard because I saw in the producer's house mm-hmm. um, and he gave me copies on VHS, director's cut. Both, all these things were almost ran two hours. Wow. Yeah, I remember Kevin Collins would say, you probably know that name from way back when. You know, he, sure. he, would, he would say to me, um, oh, I got this new movie. We're editing in Union City, New Jersey. Yeah, this is true, I swear to God, uh, because it was cheap. And there were a lot of Spanish people. They probably found a Spanish-owned editing facility to do the, the overdubs of voices. They brought Lena and Jess over wow. to dub in Lena's garbled English over Lena's garbled English on the original track. <laughs> and so we would sit in this house on Flatbush Avenue in Brooklyn. He said, oh, you know, you want to come over and watch this? We'll have wine, blah, blah, blah. So, oh, yeah, yeah, I'd go over there and, and for like two hours watch these things and you know, so what'd you think? I'm like, that's hardcore. <laughs> You're going to have trouble. Yeah, I know. I told Jess, but Jess, Jess is, you know, you can't control Jess. So what are you going to do? Oh, we're going to edit this down. Yeah, so anyway, getting back to, to the Stephen Thorough books, you know, all the complete uncut version at 91 minutes. Like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, Kevin disappeared off the face of the earth. His co-producer was... Hugh Gallagher from Draculina Magazine, another guy that doesn't talk to anybody, so I don't know what the hell happened. And I'm an idiot for spring cleaning years ago. He's yeah. saying, I don't need this stuff. Oh, no. Yeah, wait, you can't keep everything in. Yeah, no. But uh, otherwise, uh, I've been watching like a lot of old TV shows, and it's I strange because it, t- it turns out they're from the early millennium of all times. I'm like, okay, 20 years ago, what the hell? It's about my speed, just like Firefly. <laughs> The one is Dark Angel, which turned out to be the only good thing Jessica Alba ever did, even though it was her first. <laughs> oh, I told you, watch that movie, Peppermint. Uh, no, that's uh, Jennifer Garner, but yeah. Oh, oh they're, they're, they're Jennifer. So. Yeah, same idea, though. That's why I kind of hit them both at the same time. <laughs> okay. So, uh, 
when it first came out, I was like, ah, oh, jeez, she can't act. Also, you had that video game that came out around that time, and it was terrible. So, and my wife was laughing at the whole thing, so I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever, it sucks, and just ignored it. But then all these years later, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm looking for stuff to watch, and oh, let's, I don't, let's revisit this. So, I was able to do that, and I'm like, this is actually not that bad. Basically, it's if you take a low-rent Blade Runner without all the high-tech uh, neon, mm. and it's more of like a setting like, I guess, where the zombies are and stuff in Land of the Dead or something grotty like that, the underground from uh, Demolition Man. Otherwise, it's like a cross between Birds of Prey, the, remember the shitty TV series, mm. and Max Headroom. It's got a lot of that sort of a vibe and setting to it. But... Yeah, the thing is, it's not that bad. Basically, it's trying to be cyberpunk, even though it's not really. And she's supposed to be some kind of like transhuman or some shit that escaped in the lab, and they get the, the military after. In the meantime, she makes friends with this guy that's like a, an anti-Big Brother type, almost like V for Vendetta, who winds up crippled in the first episode, but then later on, I think he gets his legs back or whatever. And of course, he's the big romantic interest there. And she's doing this crappy, like, bike messenger service. So the supporting cast is all people from there. Like, they got this one Rasta guy called Herbal, and he's all totally chill the whole time. He's, like, laying down, like, uh, fake Bible verses on people. Like, eh, John, they'll give you more than you can take, man, I and I. It's, it's actually pretty stupid but enjoyable. And the funny thing about it is, it's from fucking James Cameron, who I can't stand. He, he just, like, executive produced it, probably wrote the Bible <laughs> or something, but he didn't direct any of it. But... The strange thing about it is, I understand it was really highly budgeted at the time, but if you're watching it, it feels cheap. It reminds me of like a sci-fi channel TV series from back when. But yeah, I started watching that again because I watched like the pilot or two, a couple of things from there. And then I had gotten Alias, because my wife used to love this show back when, or at least I thought she did. She was watching it faithfully. And I knocked at the time because I was like, you know, this girl... She's got those crazy ears up really high and that pointy chin way down low, and you can't mistake her. And the whole big thing at the time was like, oh, yeah, you know, she keeps putting on all these different outfits and different wigs, and, you know, she's like a super spy. I'm like, you can always tell it's her. There's no way there can be anybody else with that bone structure, which I found hilarious. And then mm-hmm. trying to watch some of it with her, I think I saw a lot of the first season back when, there's so much torture porn there. There's some guy who keeps popping like a Korean doctor or something. He's always pulling teeth and shit. I'm like, oh, my God. But, you know, by now, I've seen so much of that shit from Bond films and Tom Cruise films and God knows what else. That's like, eh, whatever, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost shrugging it off at this point. I don't like it, but... So I really got addicted to this fucking show watching it again. I blew through two seasons inside of, like, a week <laughs> and a half. <laughs> but that's the problem, because once you get to the second half of the second season, all of a sudden, surprise, this original, I won't give the whole plot away, but there's an original end game. It's like, okay, well, she's doing this double agent thing just so that she can get back at the, the people that killed her husband or whatever the hell. So, basically, it happens. It's like, in the middle of the season, it's done. They, they destroy the place, it's taken over, it's gone. All right, the one guy's still alive, but that's not really much to hang on. And it's like, okay, where are they going to go now? And somehow, they kept the ball rolling for the rest of the season. So, I'm like, oh, this is good. All right, so I'm still hooked, whatever. Put in the third season? Bullshit. You know, I hate these cop-outs. Oh, it's two years later, and you've been drunk all this time, or hell, and you didn't know who you were, and I got remarried, and your father's now in jail, and he's got a big old beard like Santa Claus, and like, what the fucking shit is this? And the other thing that's funny about it is, her big uh, uh, foil in the show is actually her father, and it's that guy, Victor Garber, who is Professor Mm. Stein in The Legends of Tomorrow. (laughs) But he actually pulls off that, remember the Equalizer, that crappy uh, Edward Woodward show? he wasn't such a bloated idiot if he was actually believable mm. that's who this character would be 
So I was like, okay, you know, he's pretty cool. He takes people out. And then I find out, it turns out he was uh, the original Jesus in Godspell back when. I'm like, so now I'm like, wow. I, Spell, I, I, I was going to say that. that. I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The original end of but, the uh, stage. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, when I found that, I'm like, oh, jeez. Yeah, I didn't want to cut you off, but that, that, it's funny you say that. And that's why I was trying to, but, but you, you weren't successful yet. But I was trying to get you into Supernatural, because that's what happened to me, which which just ended its 15-year run. That's what happened to me. I, I heard people talking about I knew it of its existence. So I was like, ah, I don't know, I don't know. It's on CW, I don't know. And so I'm watching 4 or 5, I said, I'm not sure. You know, I said to myself, I'm not sure. I don't know if I want to devote any more time to this. And then... You developed this insane rhythm. I said, this is the sickest thing I've seen on television <laughs> ever. And and people say, well, blah, blah, blah. And I said, what, did you watch it? No, I didn't. I gave up after the third one. I said, no, you got to watch this. And I don't know if censorship was more relaxed 50 years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's some definite stuff going on yeah. in the show. And uh, sexually, too. Um and I just, that's one thing I did finish. I, I, I waited till I finally finished the 15 years. Uh, um, you would see anything end if you like it, you know. It was a tough ending because I stayed with the show. Well, here's the thing. I only discovered it a year and a half ago. So a year and a half of pandemic, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. I, I started working from home in March. Pretty soon it's going to be March. No, oh, not a year in here. Less than a year, I watched 15 years of worth of a show. <laughs> put that under your hat. Holy shit. Mainly at night, because I would binge. I would like, okay, it's time to watch one, and then three later. Yeah. And remember, I'm watching this by myself, so the stuff we were watching together, we blew through. I actually got her a bunch of TV shows just because we ran out of stuff. Because usually we'll watch like the British stuff. And we had some American stuff. It's all from the 70s and the 60s. And you hear we mentioned a lot of times we covered a lot of these shows. And she's like, ah, we just saw that. It was like it was a year and a half ago. No, we just saw that. So I was like, well, let's see if there's anything else out there. So now I got her hooked on Columbo. Oh, okay. What else were we watching? So there's been a lot of, like, binging shows. We actually tried the Mod Squad. And I was like, no, nah, this is too heavy-handed. No, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's too heavy. It's like the rookies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, these people are naive. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, social justice in the 60s. <laughs> Well, that's where we've been, folks. Um, so um, hopefully we won't do an emergency. Yeah, hopefully not. But... Oh, they blew up, they blew up the Capitol <laughs> <laughs> on Wednesday, uh, bullshit thing. Um, um, so the Donald Pleasance will be released eventually, yeah. uh, episodes one and mm-hmm. two. And uh, you can look for more Doc stuff online, Third yeah. Eye, uh, Your Metal film reviews uh, yeah I'm halfway through one so it should be up in a couple of days I'm on YouTube occasionally I'm also on Facebook you're on Facebook and uh, what other things do we have planned I guess we're going to have to sit down and figure out what to tackle next that we're able to do yeah you had thrown out a couple of ideas in the middle of the show there that I took down that were actually pretty good I don't don't remember off the top of my head so I had to beat the other computer No, no, it's good, it's good, it's good. If you wrote them down, good. We will figure out something. Don't worry, this is only the beginning. We're not uh, dead stopped here. It's just a little sluggish because of, honestly, because of COVID. There's a lot of problems there yeah. with getting our access to things. Material, yeah, material, yeah. I used to have a uh, really good access to several sites you shouldn't be going on to get films. <laughs> and 
they can't you can't access them anywhere. Really? So it's but surprisingly I, I do I am able I've actually paid money to see stuff video on demand. I know, shh. <laughs> but uh one final word, I am thinking about this HBO Max only because I'm not a follower, but apparently they have almost everything we want to see, and it's going to them. Really? And, yeah, it's they bought every Warner Brothers film that's coming up for the entire year, 2021. So it's like, okay. And as they buy more packages, it's like, here's the thing, though. I have a live TV. I have, I'm streaming. My whole house is streaming. They don't have it as an app on your live TVs. It's an app that's on your phone. So you're going to have to throw the movie from your phone to the TV. And I hate that because, you know, is that going, you know, quality wise? And some of the reviews we're reading of quality, visual quality have not been great. So we'll see. We'll see. So we can all finally watch Wonder Woman together. And if we must. Decide for <laughs> and decide for ourselves. Oh, I know what we've been watching. We blew through the Bionic Woman and we're watching the. Steve Austin there, the six million dollar man. Ouch. So that's the other thing we're watching. Six million dollar man. They were fun. They were fun. It's the same thing with both shows. The first couple seasons were great. The later ones are like uh, yeah, yeah. American T V does not with the British T V you can almost get to or sometimes totally get to the second or third season or whatever, no problem, fifth season even. And you either like it or you don't. It'll be changes along the way, but you pretty much Okay, I dig this. I don't dig this. American TV, they start off strong, and then I don't know what the hell happens. They start getting goofy. It seems to be a case. I know the same thing happened with Wonder Woman and stuff like the Hardy Boys and God knows what else. So that's why we watch a lot more British TV these days. You watch the Hardy Boys? (laughs) Yeah, well, you you know, it was a thing from the 70s, and it's like, okay, she loves Nancy Drew and all this crap. There was a Canadian Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew, which actually... Stupid but amusing that we have. Oh, I know what I got. I was going to ask you. I might as well ask you in front of millions of people. So I I just ordered these BBC ghost stories. Oh, the ones for Christmas? Yes, the ones for Christmas. Oh, yeah, I got that. I I saw that years ago. So, yeah, they're becoming soon because there was a big box set, which is insanely expensive. I've been getting the volumes separately. So they should be coming soon. And um, if you had gotten it before COVID and everything changed and Brexit, you... I actually caught it on a great size to get a lot of stuff from Amazon UK. I think I got it for what was probably 17 pounds at the time. So it was nothing. It was just like $22 or something. Yeah, I forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I even got Scary Stories for Children, which uh, uh, Nathaniel Thompson highly recommended on uh, this Mondo Digital site. And I forgot about it. It's like one of those things, like an airwig was in the back of my mind. So right. I asked him, I said, hey, I remember reading you reviewed this recently because it was four years ago. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, dementia. So um, so he reminded me what it was and I actually found it at a really good price. So I've been getting that too. So yeah, maybe some British ghost stories. Yeah, is in the you can definitely do that. I'll just pull them out again. Anyway. Uh, I remember the signal man was really good. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening to this crazy show. <laughs> Yeah, it's another filler show just to keep you guys uh, with bated breath and your panting uh, slaked a little bit. And like I said, you will see the Donald Pleasant shows start to pop up soon. I just wanted to get a little bit further into the second episode before I dropped the first one. I didn't want to put one out there and leave you sitting for two months because I'm not sure how long it's going to take to finish it up. But it will be soon. And in the meantime, you have this, and we will be back. In the meantime, keep checking out Third Eye. And I believe, what do you call yours? All the Colors of Prague? All the Colors of Prague. There yes. you go. See? I pay attention. <laughs> And, and stay safe, everyone. Yes. And uh, don't fear the MAGA. They're just pussies. <laughs> Fight back, people. Be careful. Be careful no matter what you do. Stay safe. Wear a mask, damn it. Yes. Tell you. Wear a mask. Don't believe the laws.
All right. Yeah, I don't want to hear. I don't need no stinking mask. Well, then we'll be missing in the hospital, I guess. So, so thanks for joining us tonight. We hope you enjoy our little chat. Next time around, you will probably be hearing Donald Pleasance. If you'd like to contact us your comments, suggestions, or you're a filmmaker, musician, who'd like to join us in there, drop us on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash scenes one or our website, greedscenes1.wordpress.com. We're also on Twitter at scenes one And, of course, we're on Podbean at the third SMO Scenes Network. We're also on the list like Spotify, but we've never made it to this list. So there you go. But we will wow. see you soon. Okay, thank you all for listening. All right, thank you, and see you next time. at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Tune in to Third Eye Cinema, your source for in-depth discussion of cult cinema with a focus on film that matters. Cult, grindhouse, drive-in, independent, and underground film from the dawn of the talkies through the early 90s. This is a forum where we explore genre film and music from around the world, in-depth conversation and career analysis with directors, actors, and musicians, and open discussion on films that matter, those that fall outside the mainstream corporate film by boardroom committee. These are the problems of the auteur, the visionary, the dreamer, the outsider. None of that direct that passes for mainstream film these days. This is all about the glory days of independent cinema from all over the world. Any of the hotbeds of obscure, oddball, or generally wild cinema available on DVD from the dawn of the medium to this very day. Join us as we delve deep into the cinematic netherworld here on Third Eye Cinema. Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on the Big Papa Online Network on Blog Talk Radio. What is At Eye Level? A reductio ad absurdum look at the headlines politics to pop culture, from the corporate to the individual. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, we take a not-so-serious look at the serious issues of the day. Whether it's politics, economics, social issues, music, or old movies and TV shows, we discuss everything the corporate media overlooks while making you laugh at the absurdity of it all. Hell, you've got to have a sense of humor about life. 
Just look at the headlines. So join me, Matt G. And me, Doc Savage. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern as we navigate the sea of trolls, talking points, and trickery. And try to figure out a way to be there when tomorrow comes. At eye level, bringing more to you. Only on the Big Papa Network on Blog Talk Radio. Join us on Tuesday nights at 6.30 Eastern for an exploration of the many roads and methods which promise to lead us to the ultimate answer, a higher purpose, the meaning of life. I'm just like a lot of you, a middle-aged mom with piles of laundry and a meditation practice. I've been down many roads to get where I am today, and my journey is far from finished. But I'd like to share my experience and hard-earned wisdom with you. So what is it about women and spirituality? It seems like we're always the first to try out something new. Christianity was spread in large part by wealthy women. And where would Uncle Al be without a scarlet women? Who is by and far the largest audience of New Age alternative spirituality? What is it about us that always has us seeking? And why does it always seem that men tend to take over what we discover? Join us for a dialogue between two long-lost friends representing both the yin and yang aspects of the whole, each of whom have traveled multifarious paths all across the spectrum of spirituality, the dark side and the light, from the organized to the out of the way. This show is for all those frustrated in their quest who've been through various stops on the spectrum of spirituality and found them ultimately unfulfilling. Join us for some hard-earned lessons and thoughts on potential new directions and possible value in what inevitably fails in organized practice, but which may have some merit to the solo practitioner, fellow seekers of truth, in this journey towards life. Moving towards life. Lessons in life and spirituality from an unconventional seeker. Bringing more to you, only here on the Big Papa Online Network. On Blog Talk Radio. Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Join us for Weird Scenes Inside the Gold Mine, your essential guide to all things wild and wonderful in the world of cult entertainment. Drop in for a spell as Doc Savage, Lois Paul, myself, discuss the beloved, the hated, the weird, and the wonderful world of cult film, music, television, and more. We'll be covering classic films, shows, musicians, and literature of the past, with an eye towards what new visions may still arise from the soullessly derivative mire of our modern age. Tune in turn on and take a step outside the mainstream as we dig deep into the rich vein of cult cinema, music, and television right here on Weird Seats Inside the Gold Mine. Only here on the Big Papa Online Network on Blog Talk Radio. Hello again. Oh, that's better. Yeah, okay. So, okay, is the cat all right? Yeah. It started back on New Year's Eve, literally. All of a sudden, she's hobbling around, like oh. 7.30 at night, and she's got one of her own claws stuck in her foot pad. I'm like, what the hell? It's like, all right, fine, we'll try to hold her down, and I'll try to pull it out. You know, like, freaking out, screaming like a human being. It was, it was horrifying. It's like, all right, fine, we'll just go and try to set something up with a vet for, you know, I don't know what, like a second or something. Mm. Well, because of all this COVID shit... They're doing weird things where they won't let you in, and they book online, and everything's booked up until two weeks ahead. Somehow or other, we managed to go around from one place to the next place to the next place. They sent us, first they wanted to send us to an animal hospital. I'm like, I'm not going to go to an animal hospital. They charge us three times as much. And it's not an emergency like this. It's more just like, it, it seems like a small thing, but let's get it fixed. So, 
I talked to them. I talked about the prices at each place. I was like, how much is it just for you to go and take a look at this thing and pull it out? You may have to sedate her concern how much she's freaking out. And I got the prices on that. I got the prices on the next place. And it's still a hell of a lot. And the original guy wouldn't do this. He's like, you got any other suggestions? Well, I was like, why don't we go back to the original vet, like two vets back? Because another thing happened with the one in the middle. She uh, said some kind of racial incident or something. We don't really know what happened, but one of her employees kind of sued her out of business. So two people back who kind of sucked. You know, I didn't like his demeanor. He was like, he was the one that told me to put my first cat to sleep right away when we got him because he had, we may have had FOV. And of course he lived to be like 15. So I was never really happy with him. But I was like, all right, fine. Any port in a storm, we'll see what happens. Called up and the person's like, yeah, take her to a groomer and hung up on me. Whoa! Oh, fuck you. So we wound up going back to these guys. They had taken my number early on. It's like, look, if something opens up, we'll give you a call. You know, I wouldn't hold my breath, but you never know. So they actually did. They gave us a call back, and there was something, and then something. All right, great. So now we're going in two or three days after New Year's, like Sunday. First off, she goes into the cage, which she had never been in before, and was terrified, and tried to pull another. In the meantime, she had developed two of these. So it turned out that it's some kind of weird thing that they get if they. If you can't clip their nails, which you know, she won't let us, and they get old, sometimes it grows over like that, and it grows into their pads. Mm-hmm. So she now has two on the same paw, but while she's in the cage, she's freaking out so much, she took her other paw, there was nothing wrong with it, and tried to rip all her claws out. Like, try to, you know, hold into the cage and pull herself out. So now there's blood all over the place and everything going down there. So they took a look at the one, took a look at the other. Yeah, you know, this one here, we took care of the extraction. We're no big deal. Just cut the claws and whatever. But this other one has me concerned where she tried to pull the knuckles out. It's like, you know, we might be able to do this or do that. We're hoping to heal, but if not, we might have to declaw her. I'm like, I don't want to declaw her. So all of a sudden, all of this money, it's, we're not being like worse than it would have been to go to the animal hospital in the beginning if she didn't do this crap. So between that and something my car is still waiting on, I, I still have a car that has a August 2020 registration on it. Ouch. Yeah, because the fucking guy, he's like, that's another long story, but there's a special part they had to order, and we waited forever because it was so expensive. So he orders it, and four or five, six months later, we're still sitting waiting for this part to come back. So I said, give me something for when a cop pulls me over. So he gave me the estimate and receipt and wrote a note that, oh yeah, you know, we're waiting for this part to come in from Ford. Like, seriously? So between those two things, Mitch McConnell's crappy little check right out the window, just between the cat and the car. We're bringing her back now because they gave us antibiotics and pain medications and now she's like laying on the couch and shitting all over it and pissing all over it because she won't go to the litter well, that's not that's unusual yeah that's not right so at the beginning we figured all right what's the antibiotic she's all doped up but now i guess she's doing it for spite or something because she's still doing it so they have her back they take the bandage off and oh yeah you know the one's okay with you have the pads but the other one's not healing because even back in another five days so now it's like two weeks later bring her back the guy well, we just found out today the fucking vet wasn't even there. But he never got to look at her. He's he, the vet's in surgery. So they took the bandage off, changed it, and put another one on, and that was it. I'm like, really? So come back another five days. So here we are again today. I'm thinking, finally, this will be it. Take the damn cone off, take the bandages off, and get us out of here. Oh, well, we took the bandage off because we don't want to leave it on forever because then she might get some infection or something setting in from just being all bound up and moist or whatever the hell. But... It's still not healing good enough. So hopefully, you know, being out a little bit will give her a chance to heal better. But we've got to leave the cone on. So she's still back here with the cone on. We've got, like, dog wee-wee pads over the friggin' couch. They have to change every day. And we have nowhere to sit. We can't even, like, you know, relax together. I'm sitting in a computer chair, and my wife's sitting at the breakfast bar. I'm like, really? So this has been going on since New Year's. And it's still going on until next Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> Like, fuck him. Oh, and then we found out today that the vet wasn't even there today or last week because they scheduled on Mondays. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's not even there. 
And it wasn't our vet in the first place because when we went there originally, our vet was on vacation. Now he's back. So we're like, all right, well, why don't you schedule with him then? That's why we're on Wednesday instead of Monday or whatever. But, oh, my God. So all this time, it's all just dealing with this and nothing's improving. Yeah, when I got the, the kitten, the new kitten, it was year, uh, yeah, a year to summer. And I didn't want to bring her back to the other place. So, you know, they were they were good when I had to put my cat to sleep last one and i'm like i don't know i want to bring you to a better place these guys are all the way on the west side the funky side of jersey city like <laughs> right on the edge where it gets funky and that's a big spot it's a big hospital and you know i i was okay with them but because of covid you know like she was due whenever the date was and they keep sending me these things and they're sending me insistent emails you know she's due for shots i'm like okay but your email says because of COVID, drop her off, wait in your car. I don't have a car. You expect me to stand out in the fucking cold? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, what are you, crazy? I'm not going to rent a uh, a vehicle. Just to, to do to this. Take it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's crazy. Yeah, we actually see people standing out there in the cold with their pets. I guess they don't have cars either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not good for the pet, too, because it's cold. You can get something else going on, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, my gosh. I hope it works out. Well, hopefully. I mean, at this point, there's not much we can do otherwise. At least you'll be seeing the yeah. real vet this time. And it's been so long. If it ain't going to heal, it ain't going to heal. Yeah, that's been a long time. Something's not right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Spun's still a monster. <laughs> <laughs> when she's quiet, I worry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, it was a mistake. Somebody always told me when we first got cats that you're supposed to get boy cats because they're very affectionate. Girls are like crazy. Sure enough, the two girls I got are crazy. <laughs> so right. I'll know next uh, time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she, she's a place. But uh, one, of the, one of the days when she's very quiet, which means she probably was up all night while I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know that. And so she's sleeping like, wow, you're really out. Something wrong? <laughs> yeah, <I'll say. laughs> All right, so we're going to do this off-the-cuff thing. Yes. So uh, do so I... after you test this, so I need to refresh because I, I had to rush here when I saw that you texted me. I said, okay, because I just posted this thing. All right, so check out the audio, and I'll be back in a minute. All right. 